This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. Go to freedom350.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number, 350.com, and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom350.com. big broadcasting uh, show we call it pat and Stu because well i'm pat and he's Stu. and it would hurt the revenue of the network if we mentioned jeffy right so we don't at least as little as possible right mm-hmm. right jeffy you know that right yeah, that's what you might want to turn on and then that's another reason he can't even that's remember to say. turn on his microphone he's on a broadcast program and he can never figure out the fact that he must turn on a microphone in order to be heard <laughs> you're good at this, Jeffy. You're good, you're good at this. All right. Um, so Yemen's top al-Qaeda leader. It's a shocker. Has claimed responsibility for the Charlie Hebdo attack. I personally was thinking it was going to come out as evangelical Christians. It was who I was going to, who was going to take too? responsibility. You were in that? Or Catholics. Mm-hmm. But no, it was What about that Islam. fundamental LDS group, that oh, fundamental yeah. uh, Latter-day Saint polygamist group? I thought maybe Warren Jeffs had escaped from prison and was now murdering people in France. Because I wouldn't put that past him. No. Oh, no. You know? I, I, I look at all polygamists with a suspicious eye, like, you're about to kill someone, aren't you? You know, simply based on the track record of murdering so many uh, over the years. Uh, you know, uh, I was going to go Jehovah's Witnesses. I thought it was a big J-Dubs, man. They <laughs> come on. You go. You can't take your eye off them. That's Don't right. Turn your back how on the J-Dubs. Ta- how many times have we seen this happen? <laughs> Jehovah's over. Witnesses and over break into and an establishment, over. murder dozens of people. It mm. is. It's the most. It's such a cliche yeah. at this point that and it's hard to even. What do they call us? The slaughtering Mormons. Yep. The slaughtering Mormons. Right. So you would. Oh uh, man! I mean, you. You know, you wouldn't I, have been surprised well, to hear it was a group of Mormons just fresh out of church. That's would right. you? That's why uh, Salt Lake City has the highest crime rates in the world. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I- ish. Ish. Yeah. Give or take. Bogota, Salt Lake, kind of in, in the there same. somewhere. Yeah, they're right. all in, they're in all there. on the list of cities. Don't kid yourself. Thank you. Don't even kid yourself. So. Uh, but no, this guy comes out and says, no, nah, it was us. Uh, killed 12 people. I, I'm hearing the number 17 now. Is it, did, it, did the death toll go up or did they kill five other people somewhere else in Paris? I, I have not heard 17. Initially, I did hear that there were others in critical condition um, still in the hospital, but I have not heard updates mm. on that. I've, 12 is the number I've been hearing. Okay. Um, so maybe there's still possible more, possibly more that uh, could, could die. I mean, there, uh, it was pretty serious uh, condition for some of these guys yeah. for a while. Uh, but uh, AQAP, 
um, which is uh, Al-Qaeda Arab Peninsula, right? Um, they're the ones uh, kind of uh, claiming responsibility for this, and it's not exactly a surprise, although I was, I will admit, under the impression that we had defeated Al-Qaeda. Well, um, we were told. We were they told were that they were decimated. Decimated. Uh, and uh, really had no chance of doing anything like this mm -hmm. anymore, apparently. I guess I, I, that the memo didn't get to these guys. No. That they were supposed to stop all operations. And when you listen to his justification, though, he does say uh, that France belongs to the party of Satan. So, I mean, when you consider that, you think, well, okay, I mean, you know, they had it coming to them. They're in <laughs> well, the party I, of Satan. I wasn't aware that they you know? were the party of Satan. Yeah, well, now uh, you know. But now I know. And he warned of more tragedies and terror. Uh, he said that the, this branch chose the target, laid out the plan, financed the operation, and it was vengeance for the profit. So that pretty well spells it all out. And now we have a French um, uh, ship being sent to the area. I think there will be some repercussions. Uh, so they are going to take military action, huh? They're going to do something. Good for them. We don't know for sure what Good it is, uh, but they at least are, are at least sending the signals. That's what they're considering. Um, well, now you've got somebody claiming responsibility, somebody you can put... Uh, a name on mm -hmm. somebody who says they did it and so what do you do you take them at their word and, and you go and you make them pay for it and you make them pay dearly hopefully yeah um you know yemen needs to be doing a, a better job of rooting out of, uh, yemen needs to be doing something yeah they're or they're not. going to find themselves as uh, as being blamed for it mm -hmm. um and uh it does not seem like they take uh, considerable action against groups like this. There's no. so many of them that seem to find a safe haven in Yemen. Uh, and, you know, of course, this is, goes back to the Bush doctrine, um, uh, you know, from back in the day. And, and you know, we're, if you're not with us, you're against us type of thinking. Um, uh, however, you need to be doing something. Like, I, you can't stop every single person in your country from from doing something crazy. You can't be held responsible for every one of them. However, when you have such, you have extremism really there is so rampant and so many mm -hmm. threats against the country and so many attacks, you know, at some point your government has to step up and do something about it. If we had some kind of kooky group in Texas that was, you know, the banded together and there were, I don't know, a couple hundred of them and they launched attacks across the Mexican border on a regular basis, I, I think you, you could pretty well uh, guarantee that Mexico would demand that the United States and the the governor of Texas do something about this group, right? Wouldn't you? So, of course, we expect Yemen to do something. They should do something, and they don't. You're right. They, they don't do anything because they seem to condone it, and they offer a safe haven to these guys. And so they keep continually... The, the, uh, uh, what was the ship where the, the attack was launched against the United States back in the 90s, late 90s? USS Cole? That, yeah, USS that Cole. That was launched from Yemen. So, I mean, over and over and over and over and over again. How, how, how long does, do they have to support and, and look the other way for terrorists before we do something about it? I guess the most shocking thing is it's, it's from such a wonderful vacation destination. Uh, everyone mm -hmm. has uh, aspirations of visiting Yemen someday. Mm -hmm. uh, you have three different places uh, on different uh, parts of the coastline. Mm -hmm. uh, there, Jeffy, I know you, uh, you, you do have a timeshare. I do. In, I do. in, in Yemen. Yemen. Love Yemen. Mm -hmm. Love Yemen. What, uh, what city is your particular favorite right in Yemen? Right there on the coast. Yeah. And it's called? Right you, there on the coast. Yeah, you, just for... When you fly in, you just come out of the airport there, and it's mm -hmm. down the road a little bit. You just take a right at the airport? <laughs> yeah, really? You do. Yeah, you just come right out. Huh. Uh, that's interesting. Okay. Doesn't seem to have... Could, could you name a Yemeni city? I could, could not name. I've been there in a while. A city in Yemen.
but uh, could you name one in Qatar? No. I'll, I'll go Dahar. Is that one? Dahar? Is Dohar in uh, Qatar? Dohar, Qatar. I'll go, probably. It feels like it. Yeah. I'll, um, Potentially. I'm pretty sure um, Boise is, is in Yemen. In Yemen? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's near the coast. It's a sister city. Is it, <laughs> is it a sister city? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, uh, all right. Well, yesterday, Josh Ernest uh, was asked about this, you know, the reluctance. To, again, to use radical Islam as a term when they're discussing what's going on with the terrorism over there. Because everybody's starting to say, well, wait a minute, even the, even the wuss cake French are calling it radical Islam. Are you kidding me? It doesn't get any more politically correct, does it, than the French? French are doing it. The Canadians are doing it. The Australians have used the term. People are talking about war against radical Islam. We won't. Here's uh, NPR's... White House correspondent asking Josh Ernest about it. Is the reason you don't want to call it radical Islam or use the word war because you're afraid of playing into the extremists' desires to incite a religious war on Islam? Is that the reason you've gone to great lengths to come up with this different formulation? Yeah. Well, Mar, there's certainly... I mean, it's perfect. Uh, it it stop, for, stop for just a second there. Hit that on the head. She... It, it, it's... Phenomenal to me, the way in which the question was phrased. We skipped part of it. He's like, at the beginning, you think, okay, she's asking him, why won't you call it radical Islam? Then she gives him the reason uh, and the out and a perfect excuse. Is it because you don't want to play into the hands of the radicals and the terrorists? Is that what it is? <laughs> is it? Now, people are saying that you're bending over backwards not to use the term radical Islam. Is it because that's what they want you to do and you don't want to play into their hands? Uh, 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 yes, good. That's exactly why, Amar. We've been looking for a reason and you just gave me one. Thank you. President Clinton, is the reason why you said that you didn't want to have sex, mm. that you did not have sex with that woman because of the definition of the word is? <laughs> that's exactly that's that's exactly what she did. That's what she, she did. She gave him the out. She gave him the out. Uh, here's your off-ramp. Please take it. So here's the setup, because we chopped it before, uh, after the setup. But the setup is, you know, you, you seem reluctant to use the term radical Islam and then watch the question again. Because she provides an answer. The reason you don't want to call it radical Islam or use the word war because you're mm -hmm. afraid of playing into the extremists' desires to incite a religious war on Islam? Amazing. Is that the reason you've mm -hmm. gone to great lengths to come up with this different formulation? Yeah. Well, Mar, there's yeah. certainly, yeah. Uh, it does seem clear mm -hmm. that these terrorists, let's call them what they are, these terrorists. Let's call them what they uh, are. Individuals oh, okay. That's important to you. Yeah. Oh, please. Check, I can't take uh, it. But based on the fact that let's the religious leaders of that religion uh, have roundly condemned their mm. actions, uh, those religious leaders have indicated that their mm. actions are entirely inconsistent uh, with Islam. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to what describe trying to, to you uh, what happened and what they did. These are individuals oh, who are terrorists. Mm -hmm. And what they did was they tried to uh, invoke their own distorted, deviant view of Islam to try to justify them. And I think that is uh, completely illegitimate. And you know, what we should do is we should call it what it is. Ah, yes, radical Islamic terrorism. He's that's How bad is that? He's They're actually amazing. invoking his truth-telling credentials yeah. there right. to try to justify how truthy he is. Oh, my gosh. It's like, look, I, what I'm doing here is I'm talking tough.
I'm, I'm getting to the bottom of this. Is. That's what why we is. call it flowery Islam. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we call it sugar pops and lollipops Islam. <laughs> That's why it's rainbows and kitty cats Islam. Let's, let's call this what it is. It's cartoon violence. <laughs> That's what it is. Yep. It happened against cartoons, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's cartoon violence. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. I'm going to get to the bottom of this and I'm going to be tough. It's cartoon violence. Let's call We're going to call it what it is. Justified homicide. <laughs> I uh, can't even take it. It's so bad. Uh, and he, he says that it's illegitimate for it to be called uh, radicalism. No, it isn't. That, because that's what they say it is. They say they're Islamic. They are Islamic. They are doing this in the name of Allah. Take them at their word and do something about it. it Call it, it what it really is. It matters not what you think they are. It matters what they think they mm -hmm. are. That's how you understand the motivation of a situation. Now, look. We can all say and come together and say, uh, Bill, who does, if you run into it, the copy machine every other day, who's Muslim, does not agree with this guy from Yemen. We got it. Okay? We all understand that premise. The issue is what do they believe, the people that are shooting people over cartoons? Do they, are they doing it because they just love live action that much? No, it's because they believe in Islamic principles that they have determined uh, make them uh, in, in violent. We don't agree with what they believe. However, it's important to understand their motivation. That's a basic tenet of how you take on any enemy. If, if, if you know that somebody, you know, it's, you're playing basketball, you know someone wants to go left, you guard them to go left. You, if you if you just sit there and say I don't want to know I look this is not but this is I will not say that he's an extreme uh, left-handed player I'm not going to say that what I will say is that he has two hands well then he's going to blow by you every single time mm -hmm. and, and and we can't seem to bring ourselves to even admit what we know the problem is well look how bad it is the Pentagon got hacked last week right ISIS hacked into the CENTCOM servers I'm a little skeptical on this, CENTCOM but... in what way. Well, first of all, they did not hack into the CENTCOM servers. They hacked into their Twitter account, uh, okay, which is different. CENTCOM, Twitter, and YouTube. Right. However, I, I will say that, do we have the visual by any chance? Uh, yeah, do we have the visual of, of what the page looked like? I don't think it was ISIS. With the, with the caliphate. They're saying it was, right? I think they are saying it was. I don't think it was. Yeah. Uh, do, we, do we have the visual on this? No, we don't. Can we get it, please? Um, because maybe we can come back on the other side. Show what the Twitter account looked like when it was hacked. Yeah. Because I don't know. To me, it does not look like the work of ISIS. Okay. But I'll, I'll you know, throw it out there. You get, you get to choose. But still, if it was, just to leave it to that premise, that is the way it's been reported. They're so. calling it cyber vandalism. Right. It's another thing they won't call cyber terror, even. Right. Right. Yeah. It's cyber vandalism. Right. Cyber vandalism. Stop it. Like you threw eggs at their website. Yeah. And this is how bad they are. Come on. They didn't toilet paper the website. Well, they did They did take a, a, a big bat baseball bat to their email inbox. Okay. So that All was, right. there was a little of that. That's a great point. Yes, cyber vandalism. Unreal, man. I mean, I guess, Unreal. are they trying, maybe they know something. I, I don't maybe. know. Uh, maybe know. it's not ISIS. If it's not ISIS, then I guess it's appropriate. Right. Let's come back and we can show you that on the other side and talk about if it was. Because I... I, I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical on this one. We'll uh, come back on the other side. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the phone number. Back with more patents too in just a moment.
Triple eight seven two seven bet. We about to blow up. Yeah. Uh, do we have the uh, image here of what it looked like? Oh, uh, here's the here it is. I'm blow up the image right now and show it to you. Now this is what it looked like when it came down. Now what they YouTube did is YouTube. Instead, it's UIsis. Right? Yeah, no, uh, no. If you look in the no. small photo, uh, the small little box, mm -hmm. what they, what ISIS did when they attacked uh, U.S. Central Command posted the phrase. I love you, ISIS. <laughs> now, we know that ISIS does not refer to themselves as ISIS. They mm. refer to themselves as is. People from the region, Daesh, they don't actually refer to themselves as ISIS. Now, I love you, ISIS? Is, is ISIS going to put on, the, I love you, ISIS? And then all the documents they posted were all already available online. So they were not from the servers. They were not lists that were... Uh, highly classified. They were already available online in other places. Um, I, to me, it's, it strikes me more as a group who thinks it's funny to hack Central Command and post ISIS messages, or, and potentially maybe a supporter. You know, again, but hacking a Twitter account is. It actually, I mean, look, it's happened to Anthony Weiner 500 times. Uh, mm -hmm. But I mean, it, it can happen just from uh, forgot password type links and. You know, I mean, it's it's possible. Um, it's not, you know, Twitter accounts do get hacked, as Jeffy has claimed so many times over the years. Oh, my gosh. It's embarrassing how many times they get hacked. Seems like yours get hacked all the time when inappropriate things get tweeted. Look, when people hack your account, they try to make you look bad. <laughs> you just said that's actually what <laughs> Anthony Weiner said, by the way. <laughs> oh, I try to make fun of my name. I get it. Well, I wish that was I wish that funny. was me. I wish uh, that was me, that I picture. Wish. Wow, I wish. Look at those washboard abs. <laughs> I wish that was me. But, I mean, really, does, does, does a terrorist, and they may. Maybe they wanted to make themselves look cheesy. I, I don't know. But would they come on and say, I love you, ISIS, as their big message? It seems to me know. to be, I'm skeptical. Yeah. I think a certain amount of skepticism is probably appropriate in yeah. this case. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's there. There's at least you know partial, and it does seem like they did try to, I guess, hack into something else and were unsuccessful. Hey, they could have done something a little more sinister. When my website was hacked, they posted two million website links on it. Two million. Two million website links. Uh, what were the links to? Pornographic material. Mm -hmm. Gee, I have no suspects as to who would have posted mm -hmm. those links on your website. <laughs> Gee, the person on the screen currently could not have done something like that. <laughs> and, and you were certainly suspiciously doesn't... missing in 2007 when it happened. Mm -hmm. Huh. I wonder. I had some good sites back in 07. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. That is funny, too. But uh, this is your website, and it actually was hacked. Yeah. So you have a little bit of experience with this. Yeah. Now, you, now, you have no knowledge of technology in this particular area, so you were not running <laughs> the website. Virtual zero. No, But you, you were just, you know, posting post stuff. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so yeah, what, what did you end up doing? Uh, I had the guy that ran my website clean it up. Just take it down. Yeah. No. Yeah. He took it down for uh, as long as it took him to clean it. It took him a while. I had my email. cleaned it up. Uh, this happened in my email. And again, like, I don't know how these things occur, but they went in and they sent a message for everyone, I, everyone that I had ever emailed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people I don't think I had ever emailed. Or I think it was anything I had ever emailed or someone who had ever emailed me. They yeah. went through the entire so they box. Get what the, they right. get all so, the uh, CC'd on all those emails, too. Everybody gets it. Right. So it was like people, mm -hmm. like, it was like, you know, spammers who had spammed me. We're getting emails from these people, but there was it was just like you should buy. I went to bu site to buy things you'd like. 
went to you should go. I love it when uh, the guys it's always from horrible Thailand or whatever <laughs> try to speak English on these things. It's so bad. You can't <laughs> hire a guy for $10 an hour that speaks English. I know. It'd be so easy. It always yeah, amazes yeah. me. But it, it, you know, apparently not. And it was just like, my favorite place to buy product you like is <laughs> ShadySite.org. Go now you there go. Like, okay, I don't think anybody clicked on it. I think probably if, not. If they had someone yeah, that spoke not. English, it probably would have worked better. Be a little more effective. But it was funny. I mean, yeah. you know. And it's it's a little easier when when they claim to be like from your bank or whatever. Oh, by the way, your the our site was hacked, and now we need to make sure your information is right and everything's spelled wrong and it's not phrased properly. You yeah. can go, okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, good night. But if they really spoke English well, that might trick a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, you really have to sometimes, and what they'll do is, like, it'll be like, uh, you know, from Wells, Far Wells Fargo dot, um, uh, you know, security dot com. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, it looks at you like Wells Fargo dot security dot com. That sounds legitimate. But that's security dot com, not Wells Fargo dot com. Right. Uh, you got to look at the thing right before the dot whatever at the end. And then you realize, oh, crap, this is this is why like, I got a call. I actually uh, on this front had my um, someone was charging things on my credit card recently. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, nothing. It was nothing horrible. They get I didn't it. get it anything a, big. Uh, so there's a fraud alert, and I get a call from American Express, and mm -hmm. they say, we have a fraud alert on your account. Call us at this number. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, I don't know what this number is. It could be anything. Mm -hmm. So I went into my account online to make sure I knew where I was going to check my account. Uh, and somebody had charged uh, $10 of parking in Los Angeles. Weird. Like, who the hell charges? And I asked the guy, the fraud guy, when I eventually got him on the phone because I had to get a new card and everything. And I asked the guy, like, why would you, like, you go through this this effort to get a credit card, mm -hmm. and then and that's you what charge you $10 of parking in Los Angeles. So yeah, not only is it only $10, right? Like, mm -hmm. You know, okay, that's stupid. It's also parking, which is a physical location. So I, unless I was in Los Angeles, you know, I, it, 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 you know it's going to set off all the algorithms, I'm sure. And I guess the guy said, you know, a lot of times they'll do a small transaction to test yeah. it to see if it works before they try something big. Oh. Which, okay, I get that, but then don't do it something like that's parking. Like, if you order something from Amazon, for example. I order um, from Amazon approximately 315,000 times a day. I know that because when I pull into my driveway, I can't see my house because of the stacked Amazon boxes. When you in say front you order. Yeah, well, yeah, when I say uh, the family orders okay. uh, approximately that many times a day. So, you know, if you order something from Amazon, then, you know, it's shipped to a different address. Like, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's like, I don't, you're going to be able to check it. Or at least if you ordered something, you know, that wouldn't even be shipped. I don't know, a service. Mm -hmm. You sign up for, a, you know, a service, one of Jeffy's services for, you know, eight bucks a month. Or what is it, eight bucks a month now? Um, for a couple for, of For them. some of the sites. Um, you know, at least you, I wouldn't know, right? They, they wouldn't see that as, okay, wait a minute. He just went to McDonald's in Texas, and now he's in Los Angeles. That doesn't make any sense. And it mm -hmm. sits off there. I don't know why they do that, but I had to get a new card and everything. And they had another charge, too, that was in New York, like, two days earlier. But it's like, what's the benefit? Okay, so you're hoping that they don't catch it? Any idea how they got hold of your info? No idea. Now, part of me thinks, because this happened to me one other time. Someone bought a pizza at Papa John's in Phoenix. Like, I don't live in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. It was a Papa John's. I'm like, why would you do this at a Papa John's? I wonder if it's just somehow there's an error in uh, entering the information, in information, or it just like shows up on yours. Uh, some magnetic strip error or something yeah. like that. I don't, I don't yeah. know. But I guess you'd have to have the the 
co the <clears> code <throat> at the end of it, too. I will say, there's a couple of things that, first of all, LifeLock is brilliant at this. Yeah. This great. is not a commercial, obviously, for them, but they, they just happen to be great mm -hmm. at it. Uh, and the banks now, because yeah, they, they have so much fraud every year that they write off. Uh, I mean, $90 billion or something like that last year. $90 billion in, in fraud charges mm -hmm. took a loss on them. Uh, so if anything unusual occurs on your account, like y you don't call Chase Bank or whoever your bank is and say, by the way, I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be in New York yep. this week. So those are going to be my purchases. They shut me down immediately when we're in New York. And almost every time, if I forget to tell them and I start, I do anything that's $20 or above, they close the account. And then the next time, my card doesn't work. And I'm like, ah! I gotta call them. So they're really good at, they they're almost too good. They're obnoxiously good at shutting it down if there's any kind of unusual activity. Because so they're on the hook for it. They're I mean, on the hook for it. And, yeah. and, and that is one of the great things about credit cards, too, um, yeah. as opposed to a debit card. We have a um, we had a, a business that we had a recurring um, fee on. It was like something for the kids where they would go and, and play. And the business closed down. Um, two, they didn't pay their rent or something. But that was two days after they charged us for the month of classes for our kids. So we go to, I think it was Wells Fargo or something. I can't remember which bank it was. And say, hey, uh, you know, this doesn't count. I mean, we, you know, and, we, and how about this? Next month, we don't want to get charged, too, because they obviously have our information. And they're not, they're not bad people, but they've got, you know, an automated system that is taking money out of our account every month. I don't want it to happen next month. Mm -hmm. um, and they were like, well, we can't really do anything until it's charged. And once it's charged, they can't really do anything either because there's not necessarily the same things in place to protect your bank account money than there is uh, with the credit card. So one thing that is something that you should, should do is uh, when you have something like that that's a recurring expense, is always put it on a credit card if you can yeah. instead of a debit card if yeah. it's possible because you have way more protections and the money's not out of your account. It's like it's harder to regain money that's out of your account than to say, no, I'm not paying that charge and here's why. Definitely. You know, so Definitely. that's always, uh, that's your Dave Good Ramsey tip. tip of the day. Thank you, Dave. That's exactly uh, <laughs> what I try to do when I take a card. <laughs> Shut up. Triple eight seven two seven. I use my card. When you More use your card, because you, you said you were, you were, you're when a criminal you, is what yeah. you were, you were in, mm -hmm. insinuating right. that you were you know, doing something illegal. You find something on the road, you just walk away. Seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven D E C K. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, kind of a cool story. Uh, I think it has a happy. It's a happy little tale about uh, being armed in the United States of America, and it coming in quite handy. And this is something that the mainstream media never tells you. We have these stories on the blaze all the time. Mm -hmm. For a while, we were doing it every day on purpose because we wanted to show. Look, here's here's your Second Amendment at work. This is not the way the Second Amendment is spun by the left, but this is how, in actuality, it is working for Americans, keeping them safe every single day. Well, a pair of armed uh, robbery suspects went into a uh, restaurant in Houston around closing time. The owner's kind of getting ready to close up for the night, lock the doors, all of that. So the men bust in, and they order the owner, uh, Koi Sam, 
uh, and his wife to get on the ground. Well, that's a dangerous situation. You're telling somebody to get on the ground, you know, you might have... You might have something on your mind other than just taking the money from them. You know, a lot of times people are executed that mm -hmm, way. Mm -hmm. uh, so one of them goes, one of the robbers goes to the register. Customer is finishing up his meal, stands up calmly, pulls out his concealed weapon, for which he has a permit, and uh, tells the suspects to drop their guns. One of them does not. He shoots him. The other one gets away. Uh, uh, so the other one was held at gunpoint until police arrived was arrested and i think they're still looking for the other guy who ran out the door uh but that's that's great that's exactly how it's supposed to work yeah. in a in a society where guns are allowed yeah somebody's in trouble okay i have a gun i'm gonna help him out now in, in a lot of states though that person might be prosecuted because yeah. it's not his place maybe it's not his business Maybe you hurt somebody in the commission of a crime, but you, you shouldn't have had the gun on you. Uh, you had it in a restaurant where maybe you shouldn't have had the restaurant. Fortunately, it happened in Houston, Texas. Uh, yeah, that's nice. Uh, there was actually a story recently where a guy had burglars break in. He shot them and is now facing more time than the burglars. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, you know, and that's you know what state that was? I don't. We should look into that. Look into that. Oh, um, there's another gosh, gosh, the way the media handles gun issues. And I think I mentioned it earlier. We were over, over vacation. Um, and you have one story which made a lot of press. It was on Good Morning America. It was on all, all these shows of a, a terrible story of a woman who uh, was a concealed carry owner, big gun um, lover, had a gun in her purse. Her two-year-old was in the cart at a Walmart, right. reached into her purse, picked up the gun, and mm. actually shot the mother dead in oh, Walmart. No. Oh, terrible. Man terrible story and look and that's the story that will make the news yeah and it did like crazy mm -hmm. and and it was a huge story the same day or within a day i should say um in a town near here there was a story that i only know about because it was on the local news where a guy was driving down the road pulled over to the side uh, started th uh, a, f a fight ensued between him and his girlfriend oh, was yeah. throwing clothing out that's and uh, and he was beating the crap out of his girlfriend in the car uh, a passerby noticed the stuff being thrown out of the car, stopped. He was a concealed carry owner. He took the gun out. He held the person uh, who was beating his wife to a, or a girlfriend to a bloody pulp, uh, held the gun on him until police arrived, peacefully sat When the police arrived, peacefully put the gun down, lay down on the ground, let the police sort it out. No charges were filed against him. He probably saved the wife, the life of this woman who was being beat up in the middle on broad daylight. Mm. And by the way, this particular video or this particular incident had video for the news to show of, of, of this you know, person doing this. Um, well, uh, that person did make some national news uh, when Dana had him on the blaze. Mm. But outside of that, this story made no impact at all nationally. No one heard it. Here's a, the person we're talking about war on women being a, a, a thing that's talked about all the time. Yet here is a woman being protected by someone who had a concealed carry. It's not even covered by the media. Those two stories on the same day, and the one that gets covered is this tragedy of, of this two-year-old shooting that mom, yep. which is awful and obviously is a news story and is terrible. But the same day, you had the other side of that. And that side happens far more often than the side where, you know, there's a terrible accident. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's sad, but it is our culture. Yeah. For whatever reason, you know, we've come to this crazy point where we're anti-gun, you know, where, where people are, you know, like Piers Morgan are saying, uh, you know, crazy things about guns on a daily basis. People believe it. I mean, in the, words of, in the words of uh, Liam Neeson, 
uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. There are too many bleeping guns out there. Uh, Liam especially, Neeson especially said that? in America. Yeah, yeah. Are you uh, kidding me? The level of private gun ownership in the U.S. is a bleeping disgrace. He's a big anti-gun guy. <laughs> ah! Somehow. It's been, he's sure, so has he seen Taken 1, 2, and 3? He has seen them. Okay. There's a couple because, more. There's, there's a number, he's there's in them. I don't, does he too. know? Is he aware that's him in the movie? It's possible he didn't watch 3. It's possible he gave up. Uh, is it possible he understands the hypocrisy the, of that? The one before that. Oh, my gosh. Too, of course. Of course. Oh, my gosh. That guy has killed more people on movie film than probably anybody else Well, lately. whatever. I just know, look, the level of private gun ownership in the U.S. is a bleep of disgrace, Pat. It's all, it's all Liam. Does, is it? Okay. okay. I, I, Thanks, but, Liam. That guy sucks. Yeah. No, I, I love the Taken series, but uh, horrible. Uh, horrible. He's the worst. Horrible. So he does that, and then and then he's got the gun movies. Then he said what he said about the uh, you know about Christianity, about uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which he stars as Aslan in it, and and Aslan, of course, is the Christ figure in the movie. And and I, I can't remember exactly what he said about that, but it made as much sense as Christian Bale's comments about uh, Moses in Exodus. But it was something like. Uh, that could have been a Muslim story, or it could have been a Buddhist story, or it. No, no, uh, Liam, it, it couldn't because it was a story about Jesus Christ. I, I don't know if you have heard the, the name C.S. Lewis, but that um, was kind of big, big Hindu, right? Well, or Buddhist. Yeah. Uh, he kind of went back and forth. He really? isolated a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe what we should do is just arm people with canned food. Mm-hmm. Because that's another way to go. You know, the, the, the guns are a little too violent. So, and not everybody can get a permit. Not everybody can have one in hand. So what do you do? You arm people, especially in school, with canned goods. Uh, that's what W.F. Burns Middle School in Valley, Alabama has done. They wrote that as part of, quote, enhancing our procedure for intruders, unquote. They would, they would like to arm each student with a canned food item, to possibly strike the suspect with. Weapon's a weapon. So when, when the intruder comes in with a gun, you, you got some cream corn there. You got cream corn in your desk, and you open up the desk, and you grab the cream corn, and you throw it at the guy. Tell me something. Right? Is that brilliant? You come in a room, and you got, all of a sudden you got 30 cans of cream corn You got 30 cans of cream corn coming at you. Head. What are you doing? Uh, even if it doesn't hit you, it splatters against the wall and gets on your clothes. You don't want that. No one right? wants that. No one no. wants that. Not even burglars, not even killers, not even kidnappers. They don't want that. Not even psychotic people who just want to make a name for themselves by killing school children. <laughs> they don't want cream corn all over them. No, they do not. No. <laughs> that is what uh, they are suggesting. <laughs> can I, I don't know. Can, how do you, can I, how do you even think of that? Can I attempt to, to come up, can I attempt to defend them a little bit? No. Can I'm, I attempt it? No, you can't. I'm with you. No, you can't. I, you think I was Look. joking around about 30 cream corn cans. In all seriousness. Come on. Okay, look, we all believe that the proper uh, answer here would be to have someone who's armed in, mm -hmm. in the building. I, I, armed security is a great way to go. If you have teachers who are trained with firearms, and you know, that, I'll go with that. I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you've got to take precautions to keep them out of the hands of the children. I think we would like that. However, there is a situation. If that's not happening, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then uh, someone comes in. What do you do? You hide under your desk uh, as as he's mowing the room down. I mean, at least you would have something to throw at the guy. And look, if you get hit in the head with a can of cream corn, it does freaking hurt. 
Thank you. No? no. You won't go with me here? No. No. Well, I, I think that it's not crazy to say, <laughs> let's have something that could theoretically help in a situation. I love this. Like I love the quote. We realize this may seem odd. However, it is a practice that would catch an intruder off guard. Yes, That's true. That's true. If cream corn is coming at you. I'm telling you. It, I, I, it would catch you off guard. A seventh or eighth grade kid with yes. a can of cream, cream corn <laughs> is going to freaking hurt. The canned food item could, could stun the intruder or even knock him out until the police arrive. I, it is possible. <laughs> and it could end. It's Come better on. than nothing. It's better than nothing. If you and throw the cream corn at him and miss. the cans are in the air and mm -hmm. the person shoots, those cans could take a bullet instead of a kid. I mean, I'm telling you, it's not, it's not I, that I bad will, of an idea. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'll go that far. But what I will say is that just, it's what, what's <clears throat> the downside? He's shooting everyone in the room. At least you have something to do. Like, I mean, look, what are you going to throw? Is, your, the desk is too heavy to get across the room. Mm -hmm. A pencil's not going to do anything. It would be nice if you had something you could throw at the guy. Can of beats to the head? I, a can of beats to the head. How about this? How about this? How about I, a three-day waiting period on cans of cream corn? <laughs> <laughs> a three-day waiting Lock period before up. you can I'd purchase like a can of cream cans corn. cans of cream corn. Please. No, you got to sign this, and uh, we'll go through a background check, <laughs> and then you wait three days and you, you come joke? back for your cream corn. You we joke? Can. Look. Mm -hmm. You know they'll start doing that. <laughs> they would. They would. <laughs> no, we have a disagreement here a little bit, uh -huh. I think. Uh -huh. there, we can solve this. Okay. We get some cans and throw them at Jeffy's head. How did I know that was going to happen? And, I like this. And then we mm -hmm. can decipher okay. whether it would be an effective... We'll give uh, him an airsoft gun. If yeah, you come in with an airsoft gun, and we will yeah, hit. Right. I get to be armed. Yes, yes. I you're will armed. Definitely try to take a can from you. We'll throw a can, and at we you. will just throw cans at you until you maybe fall or maybe don't. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I, that is a fair experiment to take this policy on. What do you say? Yes, I yeah. say yes. Can I get some cream, cream corn. Oh, cream corn yeah. cans. Cream corn cans of cream yes, corn, please. With many a, with of an them. airsoft gun. With with. How about this? We ammunition. Yeah, you. Can I don't have, want to just stand there with this gun that it's not able to shoot anything. You could shoot the airsoft bullets, mm -hmm. and then we will take the real cans and throw them at you. Because it wouldn't make any sense. Because we don't obviously want to hurt anyone here. That's why. No. Except you. That's, except you. Well, except no. you. Well, except we have, well, yeah, but that, we know bullets work on people. We yeah. know that. We right. don't know if, if cor uh, cream, cream corn, corn works. So we will just we'll simulate your side of it, and we'll do the real thing from our side. Yeah, see, no, sense. yeah, no. Yeah, I'll give it a whirl. No, this is happening. Come on, we'll give it a whirl. This work. is happening. How about this? We'll throw the mm -hmm. contents of a cream corn can at you. <laughs> <laughs> how, how does that work? Somehow this That's is happening. That's not what they're saying. I think we're going to do this. Yeah, it's, this this. Is, it's on like Donkey Kong. Hey, it's, it's science. We're talking about protecting children here. What are you, anti-science all of a sudden? Are you, are you anti-children? Yeah. What are, are you? anti-science? No, this is something we have Trip, to do. Triple eight. We have to do it. We're triple eight. Seven two seven back. Yes, we're all about the children. It's for the children. Uh, oh! <laughs> for the children, Jeffy. It's for the children. Take a can of cream corn to the still creepy. Right. He's been dead and he's still creepy. <laughs> Progresso hearty, healthy soup. Right. Tomato with Parmesan soup. You know what I'm saying? Like Kids, I'm here. Okay, now, you don't have your, your, your soft gun yet. No, I don't. Your airsoft gun. I don't think that matters. That's not an important That's not part. important. I think the what we important just, part the is throwing the cream part. corn or the, I will or the say Progresso though, soup at him. 
Let's just say this is a rock. In all mm -hmm. seriousness, if yeah. this is a rock and you okay. put rocks that, that were this weight, this would actually hurt yeah. a criminal. This is not like a, it's not the, yes, it would. It's not, it's a, it's not a good idea per se, but it's not the worst if idea you, of all time. Here's, here, let me drop this thing. Let's just listen to this. Okay. This, this right. may explode. I'm going to drop it over here. All right, where are we? You're going to get a camera here? We're going to catch this? Okay. All right, ready? One, two. That hurts. That freaking hurts. Yes. Yes, that would hurt. That thing pops you in the head. You are, I mean, you probably are out there. Any right angle. Here's any the angle thing. that thing hits you. Yeah. Hurt. In all seriousness, here's the thing. You start throwing cans around school, you're going to hit other students. You're yeah. going to draw attention to yourself. You'll more likely to be shot. Yeah, you probably that... won't hit the guy, so he'll probably get shot. I mean, you're there's a lot anyway. of you have downside. No, you have no defense. Not necessarily, if you're hiding instead of throwing stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't maybe think you, not. I don't, I don't think you encourage kids to, like, hey, there's someone coming down the hall. Run after them with a can. But if they're in the room and they're spraying bullets at the other side of the room and you can pop up and have something to throw at them, I don't think it's the, it's not the worst idea. It's not the greatest idea. But it's somewhere in the I, middle of I mean, bottom. why canned food, not rocks? Why not have, you know, you put smooth rocks in every desk? Well, but I mean, a smooth rock. I mean, I, you or could do that. Any kind of rock. I think the in issue. The, the thing is, they're collecting canned goods anyway Baseball, for whatever right. purpose. So you yeah, already have yeah. those. Yeah, you okay. already have it. Maybe. Again, it's, I'm not saying it's a top ten idea that we should implement no, nationwide, not. but it's <laughs> not. Look, it it's, not. my guess is it's probably somebody who does understand that having some response to an intruder like that is mm -hmm. is is good, and mm -hmm. uh, you know. Most people are if like, you're not well, going to take a real action, like security, arming a yeah. security guard or something, yes. You know. say, so, okay. Uh, okay, I think well, that's all I was looking for. I was all trying right. to get you there. It's not, it's, not a good, <laughs> it's not a great spot. I mean, but I mean, I feel like, I feel like the, the motivation there is not the tip. The way that this, I feel like this story has been promoted has been, look at this, the typical place that, you know, they want to uh, take away... Uh, paper guns. It's like that feel of a story. Like they, mm -hmm. they have no, no sense. No, they're just saying that. Like it would be yeah. great to have an actual freaking response if someone breaks into a room. Yes. And yes. I will say, like you know, seventh, eighth graders, like that. It's not like it's not like you're giving it to a, a three year old to try to throw a can. They, you're gonna get hit. That's gonna hurt. Yeah, if you get hit with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no question. All right. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Now we're gonna take a look at, because it's probably lunchtime while you're watching this. Could be, could be yeah. um, here's a look at uh, how how you receive 2,000 calories uh, at famous food chains. Mm -hmm. at, uh, at at any given place, what does 2,000 calories look like in what you're ordering? Mm -hmm. um, New York Times says uh, Cheesecake Factory's the Louisiana chicken pasta. Will provide you with twenty three hundred and seventy yeah. calories just from that. I will say uh, okay, that's before cheesecake. That's before any of that. Yeah, twenty three hundred calories just from that. Cheesecake Factory is really high in calories because first of all, their portions are gigantic. So I'm, I do like cheesecake. Yeah, Factory. I mean, what is it? How many breasts of chicken are on that thing? Four? N uh, not enough. But no, look again. <laughs> I'm really good. I'm with you on. Like, I like Cheesecake Factory, but again, like, do you go to Cheesecake Factory because you're on a restricted diet? No, you do. Diet? No, you let's do hope. Not. No, let's hope no. you're not doing that. Look, no, there are things stupid. on that menu you can eat that are not that bad. They have yeah. a they have a small bites menu too, which is like a tapas sort of thing, where they have like little tiny pizzas that are 500 and 400 calories. That's you know. Listen to this. this will this shock you? That's Sonic, the milkshake, mm. the peanut butter caramel pie shake. 
2,090 calories. What? Now, wait a minute. The, In a milkshake? It's a 32-ounce milkshake. I, I'm, I'm still, I would never guess that. Really? I would never I guess. guess 2,000 calories in a 2, milkshake? 2,000 oh, yeah. calories in a milkshake? Because now I feel bad about having three or four of them at a time. <laughs> Wait, that's 32 ounces? That's a big... Yeah, those are big. And actually, that They're might big. be the Route 44 that's cup. That's not 32 ounces. That might be the Route 44 cup. No, that might be 44 ounces. That's a lot. That's a lot of milkshake. I mean, That's look, uh, the typical milkshake, uh, the typical milkshake, you're looking at, you know, probably 21 ounces, which is still going to be 800 calories right. uh, or, or 1,200 probably with that shake. Um, but still, you know, I, and that's also probably their worst shake. You, you know where else you don't want to necessarily eat if you're trying to count calories? <laughs> <laughs> IHOP. Oh, I disagree. IHOP. No. Uh, classic skillet. With sausage. That. That's an all-American meal that right That does there. not look like 2,000 calories. No. no. 1,880 calories. So you're close to 2,000. I mean, because you're looking at what you have here is you got eggs, you got some hash browns, some sausage, a couple pancakes. And the orange and juice orange put you over juice. the top. You're right at 2,000 then. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot. Jeez. I, I uh, eat... Um, Boy, that doesn't seem like 2,000. Uh, uh, There's a pancake uh, uh. place around here where I always get omelets. I bring them in sometimes. And I'm always amazed that... They're this, really good. They're re I love these freaking omelets. It's, just, it's a place called Original Pancake House in, uh, yeah. in, in Texas. Well, I didn't never bring them in for Jeffy, so well, he's a little... Well, he, he's the but the, here's the situation is they give... And the omelets are, like, bigger than Jeffy's head. They are the biggest <laughs> omelets I've ever seen in my life, and they're great. But the side for the omelet are three pancakes. Right. Like that's a that's a meal. <laughs> Not a side. That's a, a meal. Awesome side. But it's an yes, awesome side. <laughs> Triple eight seven two seven Beck. I hope you've been watching uh, Glenn's show on TV this week because it's uh, it's an important series of three shows on Russia, the Red Storm Rising. Uh, tonight will be part three. Last night when he was talking about Alexander Dugan, who a lot of people will dismiss as oh he's nobody, he doesn't even he's not even an official in the government. He is uh, uh, the head of their. Uh, essentially their, their ideological and propaganda wing at Moscow State University. He's also a, a very important uh, advisor to Vladimir Putin. The guy is really influential in the elite circles in Russia, and he's a very dangerous guy. So tonight you're going to hear more about, uh, about the route, and uh, here's what you missed if you didn't see what happened last night on Glenn's show. Gorbachev himself now admits if he would have spent more time and more money addressing the bread lines instead of weapons, things probably would have turned out differently for him. We look at Gorbachev as a hero, not so much over there, because that was the end of the empire. Putin didn't want to make the same mistake. So as a result, Russia faded into the background and eventually off the international stage. NATO influence advanced further eastward. We started saying, yes, you know what? Georgia, Poland, we'll put missiles in here. Ukraine, yes, we'll protect you. The United States and Western Europe practically ignored Russia on the world stage. And we know this to be true because when um, presidential candidate Mitt Romney 
said the biggest geopolitical foe to the world is Russia. The world laughed. Enter phase two. Putin needed a geopolitical and foreign policy, one that would return Russia and the Russian Empire to its previous glory. Well, they had a policy under development. It's been there for a long time. And it was put into effect in 2008, and Putin has been following it like a playbook ever since. I believe the architect of Russia's geopolitical strategy is this man. The most frightening man we have come across in all of the years that I have been doing this show. His name is Alexander Dugan. Most Americans have never heard of this man, but he is an advisor for the Kremlin. He is the thinking man behind the uh, kill large animals with my bare hands dictator of a guy. If he were a lone crazy man talking to himself between naps under bridges, he'd be harmless. But his policy ideas had the fast track to the Kremlin and all of the universities in the former Soviet Union. And because of that, his ideas are truly terrifying because they are now in play, not just for the people of Russia, but for all of civilization. You will see him, you will meet him, and I will show you the roadmap he has laid out for Putin to restore the Soviet Union or something worse to its rightful, and he would say, divine glory. The world is in real danger. Behind me is a piano um, that was sitting in the main square of Kiev. This was a piano that the, the Ukrainians came, long live the Ukraine, uh, and they played this at night. What were they fighting? They were fighting their president selling out to Putin and selling out and making it Russia. That is coming. And I want you to know that the canary in the coal, coal mine is always the Jew. Whenever there's persecution, rise in Marxism, rise in anti-Semitism, you'll see the inhumanity to man and collective spirit take hold, and it becomes truly dangerous. As you will see in the next few minutes, it's not just the Jews. Homosexuals are in dire trouble, real trouble, because of who I'm going to introduce you to. To get an idea of the Russian pride and their traditional belief that Russia is the divine heir to the throne of Rome... All you really have to do is take a guided tour to the Kremlin. It is a massive fortress. They describe it as the Russian version of Times Square, Pennsylvania Avenue, and the Washington Mall all rolled up into one. So many things to see. It's the official residence of the Russian Federation president, um, the Kremlin uh, Palace, uh, it's, uh, the Armory Museum is there. Uh, all of the Cold War happened here. But they rush you through all of those government buildings in just a few minutes. And then you'll spend hours on the second part of the tour. And it takes you here. And then it takes you here. And then it takes you here. Orthodox Church, one right after another. Church after church after church after church. During the Olympic Games, NBC took a tour of the churches of the Kremlin. While not part of the Kremlin, this beautiful church of St. Basil's built right across the square was commissioned by Tsar Ivan the Terrible. Strange to have something so beautiful from someone so infamous. 
tell me so, about these cathedrals and the life of the Tsars. Well, actually, all the life of the Tsars passed here. Here they got crowned in the beginning of their rule. Here they prayed, you know, this was their home church. And here they got buried. Amazingly, even in times of turmoil and revolution, the churches were not destroyed. Really, really important. Ivan the Terrible did this. The Russian Orthodox revival in full swing now. This is not Billy Graham tent revival. This is a revival that more resembles the Nazi church propaganda. Nazi imagery was glorified in the German church. In fact, um, within just a few months, Hitler had taken off any picture of Christ and put his picture on the altars of the churches. The same kind of focus is happening in Russia. It's slightly different. Russia itself is at the center. Let me give you a quote. Um, the meaning of Russia, uh, that is, through the Russian people, will be realized the last thought of God, the thought of the end of the world. Death is the way to immorality. immortality. Love will begin when the world ends. We must long for it like true Christians. Does any of this sound familiar? We are um, uprooting the accursed tree of knowledge. With it will perish the universe. This sounds very much like jihadists. These are the words of a guy I need to introduce you to called Alexander Dugin. Somebody who's known to have great influence on Russian politics. He has been referred to uh, as the brain behind many of Putin's policies. And I want to introduce him now to you. Watch. Alexander Dugan, a prominent philosopher, a professor, and he's known to be an advisor to some of the most influential men in Russia. The Russian foreign minister, the second chairman of the state, the United Russia party chief ideologist, and of course, President Vladimir Putin. Not only advising the Kremlin, but in 2008, Dugan became the head of the Department of Sociology of International Relations at Moscow State University. He's been pushing his ideology to Moscow's intellectual elite and young minds ever since. This is one of the most dangerous human beings on the planet today, Dugan. His philosophical doctrine uses a combination of geopolitics, political theory, and philosophy to incite Russian nationalism. Plainly stated, it's Russian national fascism. Dugin believes what Russia needs is, quote, a genuine, true, radically revolutionary and consistent fascist fascism. Dugin's Duganites see Eurasia in a time tunnel as part of a greater Russian empire, land dominated by a superior culture and civilization. Quote, everything will fall into place if we recognize Russia as a civilization, not just a country. In other words, Russia cannot be compared with other countries such as Switzerland, France, Germany, Belgium, England, Italy, and Spain. Russia should be compared with Europe as a whole, or with the Islamic world, or with the Chinese civilization. Similar to how Karl Marx believed working class people should be constantly informed of their place in society and become class conscious so they would unleash the struggle against the rich, Dugan's recipe calls for all of Europe to become aware of their race in order to bring forth racial struggle. This would not only 
unite Russians, but it would break apart the European Union bit by bit. So how does one go about making Europeans aware of their race? European right-wing extremism. In Europe, right-wing is nothing like it is here in America. Right-wing here is Tea Party, individual liberty, small government. Their right-wing is fascism, Golden Dawn, Marine Le Pen, Pegida. Any group pushing some sort of xenophobia will do. It's a dangerous play, one we have seen play out in history before with deadly consequences. Because once this sort of hate and fear is unleashed, there is absolutely no way to control it except with an iron fist. This is the architect, the man thought, who's informing the man of action. And as you will see, the plan is being carried out in diabolical speed and fashion. Dugan, Dugan believes that Russia is the supreme society and America is standing in the way. He also believes chaos is in fact divine. In fact, Dugan's political symbol, when we looked at it originally, my first question was, what the heck is that? Why, what does that even mean? We did our homework. It is the eight-pointed star. It is an ancient pagan magic symbol for chaos. This type of philosophy might sound familiar. I just wrote these down in the break. Purify the world with fire. Die to be able to live. The world starts once it's all uh, torn down and burned down. Chaos, a superior race. That could either be the Nazis or Iran and the Twelvers from Islam. In Iran, the Twelvers believe it is their job to create chaos to hasten the return of their savior. If you look at the, the um, end times philosophy of the Twelvers, you will see that it is the reverse of our book of Revelation. Putin's Russia supports regimes, the Iranian regime, the Syria, and Hamas, and Dugan's views and policy ideals are um, closely aligned as they are closely examined, the more clear Russia's actions become and why they are standing with far-right European xenophobes, neo-Nazis, and the Twelvers in Iran. Why are they standing with anti-gay organizations? Well, let's listen to Dugan. When asked about gay rights groups fighting alongside neo-Nazis, he said, quote, we find very often that the homosexual lobby and the ultra-nationalists and the neo-Nazi groups are allies. Also, the homosexual lobby has very extremist ideas about how to deform, re-educate, and influence the society. We shouldn't forget this. The gay and lesbian lobby is no less dangerous for us, for any society, than neo-Nazis. Gays are equally as dangerous as the Nazis says the fascist. Welcome to the new Russia, and it won't stay contained in Russia. It is uh, Pat and Stu, and uh, we are excited to be here today. We're excited to have you with us today. 
mean that. Thank you. From my heart. Not, not, not you. Not you. We're never excited to have you here. You, you know just, that. You just said. Uh, no, that's I'm, why I, I said thank you. I was the audience, Speaking with the audience, oh. not you. That's why I was looking into the camera, not over there. Okay? Camera, over there. Camera. We've asked you to stop coming. Uh, how many times? How many times? I, Can you I even don't count recall. them? <laughs> we meant We meant it. Mm hmm. We, no, we, you didn't mean it. We'd you like know, you no, to. I'm here. I mean, you could go somewhere. Just I would. We would prefer it not be here, per mm -hmm. se. I know. It's joking around. <laughs> no, no, we're not. You guys, you guys uh, uh, the Hill says that the Senate is about to vote on whether or not climate change is happening. Yeah, that's exciting. Of course, it's happening. If if our ethu believes that it's causing the climate to change in a heated up fashion. It's burning up right now. The earth has a fever. We've known that for how long? Al's been telling us that for 30 years now, at least. I wonder right? how that, yeah, I wonder how that'll be phrased. Cause I mean, obviously the climate is always changing in some way. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yes, we would all vote yes on that in theory. Depends on how they, uh, they classify that. Uh, actually, Mitch McConnell said he will allow the Senate to vote on an amendment asking if they agree that climate change is impacting the planet. Uh, at a weekly press briefing, McConnell said nobody is blocking any amendments to legislation that would approve construction of the Keystone XL pipeline. GOP leader had promised to allow an open amendment process on the Keystone bill. So somebody's going to propose an amendment. Well, okay, the, the, do you agree that climate change is affecting the planet? And they're going to they're going to vote on that. So uh, if they vote yes to man caused climate change affecting the planet adversely, I'm going to go ballistic. I, it's not going to do anything, though. I mean, who cares if they do it? Well, the reason they would propose it as an amendment is that the Keystone Pipeline will make this worse. So if you agree that climate man made climate change is happening, then you can't possibly vote for this Keystone Pipeline. I will say right? uh, um, that's an interesting segue to a promo to the season premiere of The Wonderful World of Stew. Starts this uh, Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and Roll it. On that Let's see it. I don't. <clears throat> Go ahead. Like, Let's see it. Roll it. The, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm being told yet. we don't have it. It doesn't, hasn't happened yet. The season premiere. It's a season premiere on Saturday. I, I'm looking for a quick preview of it. Like a promo. 10, 15 minute preview. Of this it. is a promo. We're about to, this weekend, <laughs> we go into the Keystone Pipeline. Does it actually affect the climate? And we will it? show you exactly mm. how much it, it, it affects the climate, even if you believe okay. in man made global warming completely. And I do. We will show you. Yeah, I don't know if you do. Completely. Uh, Wholeheartedly there. Even if you do, even if you're Pat Burning Gray, up. even if you're at Pat Gray level mm -hmm. acceptance of man made <laughs> global warming. Uh, we will show you exactly how much of an effect it has, and uh, I will tell you a little preview. Mm -hmm. Not a lot. Really? Not a lot. Yeah, in your opinion. No, uh, in actually the opinion of the EPA. Really? In fact, and oh, well, also the Science Magazine editor-in-chief. But just those two sources. Wow. Obviously hardcore right-wing sources I got that from. Oh, man. So we'll go into that uh, coming up this weekend. It's actually going to be really cool. So um, by not a lot, you mean like... 80%? Just about 80%. It's going to make it 80% worse. Because <laughs> I would think it would affect it. A million percent. A, a million or billion percent. Okay. But if it's only 80%, that's hardly anything. No, yeah. It's very, very small. 60%? Very, very small. Exactly. 75? Yeah. Something like and that. And I don't have to watch because okay. it's 60%. <laughs>
Then we get this news. We're always told, you know, climate change causes. One of them is, uh, you know, global warming is caused by, uh, well, our earth, but, uh, but also things, uh, things like volcanoes, right, are causing the planet to warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're being told the exact opposite. But we're still supposed to believe all the climate change uh, fanatics. Volcanoes are cooling the earth now. Aerosols from small eruptions have reduced global temperatures and tropical rainfall, apparently. That's uh, according to the Daily Mail. Volcanoes have cooled the Earth by 0.05 Celsius to 0.12 Celsius since 2000. Scientists had overlooked the role aerosols from small eruptions might have. Until recently, it was thought that only particularly large eruptions had any noticeable effect on the climate. The aerosols accumulate between the stratosphere and the troposphere, and that layer is difficult to study because clouds obscure it. But um, now they're saying, so I guess... This are they going to try to blame volcanoes now for the for the reduction in any sort of warming of the planet? Yeah, they're going to say this is part say of the pause. Yeah, um, th- this see, is why the pause. See, we know everything about global mm-hmm. warming, with the exception of this of major everything. thing that is actually the well, reason why we were wrong last time. But this time we're right because look at we have a scientific mm-hmm. study. The, I mean, this major this thing. This one we know. And there was the major thing of the, the oceans, oceans that gobbled up yeah, all the heat. Yes. And if you released all that heat, it'd be 200 degrees hotter than it now is. Now, look, we knew none of those things when we were telling you we knew everything. But now, but we, now, know we, everything. Know now things, we know everything. Now we know everything. Now we know everything. There was just two things missing from the equation. Yep. Oceans, which we didn't realize were here. And we had no well, idea how they interact with the planet. almost clear, so we didn't see them. We didn't see them at first. Mm-hmm. And then volcanoes. Who knew there were volcanoes? No, I didn't know that. I mean, that's crazy. They're saying Hawaii is built on vaca- uh, volcanoes now. Can you believe that? What? What? Uh, what? Yeah. The Holy state? cow. The whole state. My goodness. Amazing, huh? That's incredible. But, I mean, next they'll be telling us there's some kind of volcano in Yellowstone. I doubt that. I doubt that. I was just looking. Uh, um, I was telling my son for some reason we got on volcanoes the other day, and so I looked up some information on the Yellowstone supervolcano mm-hmm. and if it ever erupted, what that would look like. I mean, it encompasses the whole country within a yeah. matter of like a day, day and a half, something like that. Within <laughs> months, it encompasses the entire planet in ash, supposedly. I mean, if, it, if, if the super volcanoes ever erupted, wouldn't be a good thing. <laughs> it would not now, a good thing. I, I will say... Texas would be covered in about a foot of ash. We are obviously hardcore journalists here, so mm-hmm. Pat is expressing an opinion by saying that they would be bad. Thank you for that, Claire. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, maybe the ash, I mean, the eventually could because the Heaps ash would be good for... Some people like ash. ...for growth mm-hmm. uh, after a while. Uh, so this, so there's a super volcano under Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. If just that volcano erupts, mm-hmm. we all die. We all die. Yes. Why do we even bother with this crap? Right? Just give up. Just eat the, eat and, the, eat the Snickers bar. And it goes off every few mil- million years. And the last so, time it went off was a few million years ago. So it could happen at any, so, pretty much any time. So so we should have a we're about to do. something to the effect of a giant Rolaids next to it, just in case. <laughs> uh, like to sop up, actually. to suppress it. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, you don't want, uh, it's an indigestion. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suppress so. that. So. Absorb 60% of its stomach acid. Right. Probably Pepto is, is the better way to go. If our government buys liquid. anything, they should buy Tums. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Now, how will your country cope with climate change? Uh, there's a map that reveals the best and worst places to live as the planet warms up. Since we're all uh, hysterical now over the catastrophe that's coming our way due to global warming, climate change, climate weirding. Uh, London-based company eco-experts have revealed the countries best equipped to cope with climate change. Scandinavian countries like Norway and Finland and the UK score highly. Well, is that a surprise? They're in the north. Um, <laughs> it's really difficult. <laughs> it's an analysis here, guys. Let's look at this. Uh, take a look at eco-experts say, okay, the dark green is, are, those are the best? That's good stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. dark green. Greenland is in a good place to... Mm -hmm. <laughs> really? Greenland? Because it's up north? Right. Huh. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have thought that, would Me you? Me neither, no. would not have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, it is fascinating. Yeah. Of course, you also have Australia listed there, so that doesn't hold up completely. But uh, places like sub-Saharan Africa will be the most affected by warming. Isn't Africa the most affected by everything? everything. By everything. Because yeah. mm -hmm. they have not been touched at all by the face of capitalism. Uh, so they sit there with uh, horrible dictators running their country, so everything affects them worse than everybody else. Uh, but, of course, you knew that already. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like the effect of, uh, you see, in between Russia and China, Mongolia. I was just reading something odd about Mongolia and that there's no, like, government. Like, it's just this what? open area of nothingness. Like, no one really claims it because there's just nothing there. So there's only, like, I don't know, it's this huge country. I mean, look at it. It's like, what? I don't know, 40%, I'm just guessing off the, you know, the visual here, but 40% of the size of, of China. And there's like 2 million people that live there. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a ridiculous number like that. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Anyone? And it has no, with me? no, there's no Mongolian government? There's not, uh, not uh, really. So they just have the beef. That's all they have. And no one goes in there it's and really takes beef. it. I don't think right. so. Well, according, the... according to the, uh, <laughs> I mean, the expertise of Wikipedia. I'm willing. That's about as, I, I, it's about as far as I went. So I'm okay, gonna... the experts on Wikipedia say it what? They said Mongolia's political system is a parliamentary republic. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. How many, what's do... the population over there? Maybe it's 20 million? I don't remember. It's, it's small, though. 900 million? Here. It's a billion people. <laughs> yes, just under a billion in Mongolia. The, the a tiny bit under? Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you got there? What's the actual figure? Uh, uh, density population, under 3 million. Under, okay. three, under 3 million, million Almost people. Three, though. Almost three. In a very large country. But hmm. think about, I mean, what's the size? Does it give a, a, a comparative size of how big of a country it is? It's large. It's not small. No, no, no. It's About real the size big. of a Texas ranch, six hundred thousand acres. Six. Is that, is that what it says? Six hundred thousand square miles. <laughs> yes. So yes, that's not different. acres. Square different. miles. Is that different? That's, is a square mile different than an acre? Not much. Different. I don't know. It's a not teeny much. bit different, not, but not, not much. much. You're right. Not much. Not much. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Well, it's interesting. Not, not much. It's an interesting analysis. Yeah. Because uh, I have a, I have an acre at my house. It doesn't seem like there's a mile at my house. <laughs> a is square there, mile. Uh, is there a square? That's pretty close. Oh, okay. Triple eight, seven two seven back. Why? Why do we bother? Why would anyone put him on a show? I don't know. How did this uh, happen? I, I honestly have to know how this happened. Can we get management in here? Why would anyone do this?
888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Why tipping should be banned? Is it true that Americans are the only people on the planet who tip? Any idea? I think we're unique in the tipping world. It's maybe it's, I think it's, in Europe, it's you pay the price you pay. They pay their employees. You eat your food, you leave. That's uh, how it is at uh, every other place. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> they were actually brought down the tipping road before. I it's mean, actually, yeah, and I've said this before. I used to have a huge problem with it. I, I still tipped, but I had a big problem with it because it's like, I don't want to pay you. pay your employee. Yeah. You want to charge, charge me, a me bit accordingly. More yeah. Pay your employee. Mm -hmm. I, I, I paid you the price of the meal. That's what I agreed to do when I entered your establishment and asked for the food. It's like a way for like right. like uh, restaurateurs to not have to like figure out who their good employees are. It's I, like, oh, ah, yeah. you know, you make more money if you want. You go out there and get more better tips. I don't have to figure out who's good and who's bad. It's a weird system. It is weird. It's it a is. weird system. I have since let go of that. Have you? And and tip quite generously as a rule. But uh, I, it is it's a weird system. It, it is, is a weird system mm -hmm. that we're asked to pay your employees a little bit more because you're not paying them enough. The hell, pay them, pay them more then. I mean, we really, we really tip every situation almost, right? I mean, yeah, cabbies, well, and, yes. I mean, doormen at hotels, hotel people, and every time anybody, mailman. Ma I, I mean, really, that that's out of hand. I'm going to tell you it's a secret. I've never tipped my, uh, never tipped my mailman. Really? Sure. Not a never Christmas card or anything? You do that? Yeah. Do you tip them? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I used to until. Yeah, man. How UPS do you, guy, how FedEx do you go, guy. What? Garbage men. Do you really? Yeah. At Christmas or? Yeah, Christmas. And what do you, how, what is the vehicle you use to do that? You uh, go out and wait by the garbage till the guys show up. Well, you hear the trucks come. <laughs> but it, it's a good way to be out of it. Because you guys, when you, when you do run into them sometimes, I mean, you always run into them at least once or twice a year yeah. by accident. Yeah. So you get my card? I. I left it on the trash can. I've lived at my house for three years. I've never run into my garbage man. Really? Never once. Uh, we have. Uh, I have, uh, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and it's worse if you live in an apartment. I, I remember oh. one of my friends who lived in a Manhattan apartment, and it was a nice apartment. <laughs> but he was running down the list of people he had to tip. And they sent out something mm. from the apartment building. It was like, here is the, name, the first and last names of all the people who are in the building working for you hard this year. And they sent it out in, like, the end of November. Like, oh. gee, what are you supposed to do with this list? <laughs> oh, and it was my like, gosh. The total was, like, $700 he wound up tipping. And this was, it was a nice apartment, but it wasn't, like, the nicest apartment in the city. So it was like $700. Is this the person we all know, though, that has $700 quite readily available to, to give? I mean, yeah, he yes. definitely has money. I mean, you know, he works lives in a nice place. But still. <laughs> one, it's still $700 is $700. Yeah. Right? And, and it was. It was oh, sorry, Mr. One Percent. I know. Jeez. <laughs> well, I guess he has too much money. Sometimes you've earned, earned enough money, haven't you? Uh, no, I mean, like, but seriously, that's a, yeah, it, it can get crazy. It's a pain in the rectum. And we are the only ones who do it, apparently. I think so. Um, the the guys over at uh, College Humor have d done an explanation as to why I guess we're the only ones that do this and, and why uh, waiters don't get paid minimum wage. Here's a look at that. Tipping is a custom that shortchanges servers, inconveniences customers, and makes the dining experience worse for everyone. I'm so sorry. First, ask yourself this. Why is it our responsibility to pay the restaurant's employees humanely? Thank you. Why don't they just pay you a normal amount of money and make the food more expensive? I mean, that's what mm -hmm. every business has done since the dawn of time. When you buy a pair of jeans, they're just 50 bucks. They're not like 
That'll be $40, and you decide if the stock boy eats tonight. Mm -mm. Ooh, sorry. What the huh? It's her fault, not mine. The fact is, tipping is a relatively new custom in America. For most of our history, paying for better service was considered an undemocratic form of bribery. Serve me before this rabble, will you? I'm a very wealthy man. I shan't, sir. This is America, where every man has the right to decent service. That's but after Prohibition too. banned mm -hmm. the sale of alcohol, <laughs> restaurant profits cratered, and owners began encouraging tipping just so they could pay their servers less. Oh, sorry, Allie. I'm not going to be able to pay you this month. You better take some of that fat cat's cash. <laughs> Nearly a century later, restaurant owners still pay their servers less than minimum wage, turning what used to be a bribe into an obligation that makes the end of every meal suck. I, I agree with a lot of that. Yeah, I do. A too. lot of that. It's true. It's a, I, weird, I, it's a weird practice. I don't think that everyone deserves the same service. I think, actually, if you pay more, you get better service. That's actually one of the reasons you make more money is to try to get better service. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, 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 mm -hmm. I, but mm -hmm. you've gone into a restaurant. Mm -hmm. You're sitting there at the table. Mm -hmm. The waitress job mm -hmm. is to, or waiter, mm -hmm. their job is to come up and ask you what you'd like to eat, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then... And then you tell them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then they go to the kitchen and fetch it for you they and bring do. it back to right. your table. So if okay, you so pay, they've done their job. Right. So if you pay twenty dollars for the steak and I pay sixty, mm -hmm. they should bring mine faster. Okay. I, I mean, all right. Why would? But you? if the steak is listed at twenty dollars, yeah. we should both pay twenty dollars. Right. Or I could pay sixty and get it faster. <laughs> okay. I, if you go on that theory, mm -hmm. uh, it'd be I, interesting I, to see what would happen. I mean, that's essentially, it's, it, you know, it's certainly part of tipping, right? I mean, it, you do. It is. Better. And Although, they don't. They do, but here's the thing. You tip at the end, so the service really is the right. service. Right. They don't really know what you're going to tip right. them. No. So you're not getting any better service. You're getting the oh, service you would always get. No, not necessarily. I, well, you know, not necessarily. I mean, I, you know, I think, like I was, I was, I was a waiter. Uh, I made two twelve an hour. Congratulations. Uh, as, as he correctly states, below minimum wage. And the reason, yeah. of course, is because it they know you're making what, cash. five or six dollars at that time? Uh, I think it was four something, four, four something. twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. I think I want to say. Okay. Do you work at a national chain? Or I did work at a national at, chain. Uh, was it a local It was a national chain. And I will say that, uh, first of all, this idea that it's this terrible thing for servers is bullcrap. Uh, right. they, they, they make out very well in most situations, even at mid-range chain restaurants. If you're a good server, uh, you can make a lot of money, which is why people do it. And mm -hmm. they get locked into that lifestyle for a long period of time. I mean, I, one of the reasons I left the restaurant uh, uh, industry, I was not the greatest server in the world, but you can make decent money is when you're young and you're trying to make a career, it's really easy to not advance yourself if you're in the restaurant industry because you're living a lifestyle where you work very late hours many times. You're working dinners and then late midnight, 1 a.m., you're getting out before you can even go do anything after work. You are making lots of cash. Uh, so you're taking cash. Everyone's going out. You just go out. It's, it's an easy thing to do. You actually make good enough money to live a better lifestyle than going to work at an office for a you know a mid you know mid range hourly rate so you it, it's it's like you have a little bit of like 
you're built in, you don't want to leave because you're making good money but then it's mm-hmm. hard to do anything else because of this sca- the uh, the schedule and the way you you receive your money you're running out with cash it's not you mm-hmm. know you're not disciplined enough to save a lot of times when you're younger mm-hmm. and so it is a weird thing i actually left it because of that I, you know it was just like well also i got fired uh but uh oh, well. that's another that's another story but i didn't go get another restaurant job because of that i just i don't like that it didn't i didn't like it i wound up okay i I wake, I'd wake up at 11 a.m., you know, you, you go in for your shift if you're working sometimes a double. You get out at 1 or 2 or th- sometimes later than that if you stay till closing. And then you go out sometimes you go to, or you go to bed. It's like it's just not a good life to try to build a career off of. I, I honestly think that, you know, even when you're working at a diner or something, like you can make a, a, a good living off of doing that. Um, if you have a lot of tables and you have, mm-hmm. a, you have a, you know, a lot of regulars that come yeah. in, but it's hard to, to exit yourself out of that life. It's, it's like a lot of uh, Jeffy's clients mm-hmm. uh, that maybe do some things on film that, are, uh, Look, that, that pay well but maybe don't lend themselves to the most stable life. I force no one to be a part of it. No, I, I believe that. <laughs> you I, do tip, though, don't you? Yeah, man. For certain. I mean, you have to. For certain services. You have to. Yeah. All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Well, there's a, uh, a Chinese restaurant in, um, well, China. Okay, <laughs> yeah. they have them. There? It's an actual Chinese restaurant. <laughs> wow, okay. I didn't know that they actual they, they Chinese call themselves restaurant. A Chinese restaurant? <laughs> no, they call themselves Korean actually. <laughs> okay, but it's a Korean restaurant in China, okay. so it's a Chinese restaurant that <laughs> serves Korean. So a pizza restaurant in China is also a Chinese, Chinese restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Yes, well, that makes sense. Um, it's in central China, and it's offering free meals. This would be, I believe, illegal in America. Uh, they're offering free meals to their most attractive clients. You think that you could, you could get away with that? If you are the most, the 50 most beautiful people who show up here tonight will eat for free. Um, that's interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. certainly it happens. Uh, yeah. You know, Bradley Cooper is going and eating wherever he wants and probably not paying for it a lot of times because he's yeah. But the when you're announcing it or something, yeah. But you're announcing you're it. You're announcing yeah. it. I, I don't think that would even be legal here, would it? It's actually on the sign: free meal for good looking. Yeah, look yeah. at that. I mean, we have overall, like, <laughs> ladies' night, God. right? Yeah. Or but, guys' which, night. Which or was banned yeah. in, I think, New Jersey because uh, they said it was sexist. Listen to this. Before eating, their guests are taken to a beauty identification area where they're photographed and considered. Uh, potential diners That's are judged on the quality, quality of their faces, eyes, noses, and mouths. Protruding foreheads are a particular <laughs> advantage, according That's to reports. That's a tremendous what? idea, a beauty identification area. Isn't that? Sounds like uh, a Jeffy. Really a good idea for you. Sounds like, a list, uh, sounds like an ad Jeffy will have on Craigslist by the end of the day. <laughs> Come to my beauty identification the area. all new beauty identification <laughs> area. You should be, you should live in Zhengzhou. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zhengzhou, China no, is the place for you. Seriously, you should book a Get flight out. to Zhengzhou, China what right we're now. Saying is it almost sounds go. like you don't want me here. Go. No, I wouldn't draw that from there, but just go. Um, anyway, authorities in Zhengzhou are apparently unimpressed, and they've accused the initiative of damaging the city's image, and they claim the sign didn't have official permission. So it's... It, I don't know that it's illegal in China, too, but it's frowned upon, apparently. By I don't know that it would be illegal here, either. I, 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 that would be interesting. I mean, I, you, I would It'd assume. be discrimination, would it not? No. Giving things something away for free? That's not discrimination. Well, you're, but you're not offering it to all. Yeah, I know, but I don't think you have so to. So you're discriminating against ugly people, and you're calling them ugly. No, you're, I, I would say, I would say, my argument, uh, Your Honor, 
mm -hmm. uh, is uh, that you are you give a service to everybody, mm -hmm. and then okay. you decide to give it free to some people, not the other way. Like it's one thing if you were charging like everybody a fee, and then you charge some people more. You're, you're giving it. For, it you're is giving it away. You're not making that it a would not be illegal, but you'd be sued for it. Probably. For sure. Probably. There is, if somebody would go in there early, be one of the first 50 that was photographed and considered, and then sue because they were not given the free meal. Yes. And, and two, like, you can't, like, it would be, there's certain things you can discriminate mm. on, right? You can, can discriminate. And, yes. and there's no, is there a law against discriminating uh, based on attractiveness? I don't know. I, well, I, I mean, people have sued mm. um, uh, because, because, uh, mm. like, models, for example, like Hooters had that situation where they wouldn't hire yeah. male servers, and they had an issue with that because... But they said basically what we're doing is we're hiring models, and you are able to hire models based on their good looks. I think you have to mm. come up with some way. But again, like if you put all the tables in the windows and you said we want people to think that a lot of people, it's part of our advertising. We put sexy people, good-looking people in the windows. We let them eat free. I bet you'd be able to get away with it. I mean, I don't think it would be, it would be a lot of response, a good response, because people wouldn't want to go there and, oh, crap, I'm, I'm ugly. <laughs> crap, really? <laughs> yeah. You're taking a chance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to be pretty confident in yeah. your looks when you go. Yeah. 888-727-BECK. So, so you may want to order out, Jeffy. More patents do come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, don't even, don't even worry about it. Identification area right back here. Yeah, I bet yeah. you do. We're, gonna, we're just going to save you some effort. Don't go early. Don't go early. Yeah, you should uh, stay home. You know, maybe seam this web. Hide your face. Order in fact, why don't you put a bag on it right now? Yeah. Why don't you go away? Why don't you go to China right now? Read it. <laughs> we've had what thirty Read earthquakes? It. That, did I just hear you we, say that? We've had thirty earthquakes or so in the last couple of weeks. I know exactly. Uh -huh. So, uh, your side, Jeff. This dude just got a tweet that he is demanding to read. Uh, it says uh, the liberals thought it was fracking in Texas that caused quakes. Turns out, Jeffy rolled over. <laughs> See, I don't think that's funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not. That's that wrong. is not funny. That's, that's wrong. wrong that's wrong. We take offense people. to that. Jeffy's our good, close person. We love him. We love Fred. Jeffy. He's we do. Uh, in a in a roundabout way. In a hateful sort of way. We, yeah. The you same know, way I mean, you love Vladimir Putin. You know, that's you know, how I love yeah, Jeffy. Yeah. Because wow, he's a lovable dictator. He's a lovable big fat blob over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, I, I, I <laughs> it just gets worse and worse, doesn't it? Okay. No, All we, right. we do love Jeffy. <laughs> we do. Uh, it's just we don't show it because we don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? We don't love Jeffy. Uh, uh, that's okay. kind of what I was saying. Right. Okay, here's the, uh, this is from BuzzFeed. Uh, they've got a bunch of photos that make Look you. Look at him. He's sad. He's sad. I can't take it. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate it when you, give, when you give me sad puppy face. I, I can't. I, I, I did like not it. give you a sad. Yeah, you've been giving, giving me sad puppy face all day. I will say Jeffy's lovable. He's okay. huggable. Mm -hmm. He's a drug dealer. <laughs> it's a lot of things. Okay. Okay, so here are the 17 photos that mm -hmm. will make you more uncomfortable than they should. Actual hand soap is number one. Why is, should uh, that sorry, make me it uncomfortable? It does look a little creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh actual hand. Yeah. And it's, it's really, an actual a hand soap? made out of soap, and it looks creepy. That's kind of um, funny, though. Uh, here funny. is a cat and its haircut. Ugh, I will say I agree. That does not uh, makes me uncomfortable. Why do people? Why do people like cats? I don't, I don't <laughs> That's know. That's Because I do not. Why do people point. like? Hey. I do not. Uh, how about a, a triangular elevator? Oh boy, I'd be really wow. That's really tight. that's kind of cool. Really uncomfortable in that. If somebody that else is in it. there too. 
That's not a fat guy. Uh, no, it's not. It's no. not a fat guy size elevator. And look at the, look at the size. Is this a 240 kilogram weight limit? Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's not a lot. Would you fill in that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about a shop that lets you taste uh, uh, test all the type of toilet paper it sells? Oh, that's a good idea. That's actually a really good idea. I, that one doesn't make me uncomfortable at all. If you're going to the bathroom anyway, you know, you get a, you get a little try out the product. How about um, uh, black toilet paper? We, I think we showed this over. That's yeah. really weird. Yeah, um, black Although, cotton swabs as well. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, that's just not. I don't want. That. I wouldn't use those. Uh, mustard vending machine. Uh, all mustard. I don't, <laughs> that's just a weird idea. <laughs> I'm not uncomfortable with it. It's just kind of unusual. Why would you do that? I don't know. Are you I wonder where that is. I don't know. Some place that really loves mustard. <laughs> uh, um, are you uncomfortable with horizontally guess. sliced bread? <clears throat> uh, I'm not uncomfortable. I just don't want it. It's a good sandwich, though. That is a good freaking big sandwich. Um, how about uh, root beer? Um, which I don't. I can't. Root beer being some, oh some double jointed guy or something drinking root beer that looks yeah that looks weird. Uh, okay, I see his mm -hmm. thumb is bent the wrong way or mm -hmm. his hand is bent the wrong way or something around Blech. the can. Oh. Uh, how about uh. this chair and its Cheeto dust? <laughs> okay, it's, wow. we just photographed that uh, down the hall in Jeffy's office mm -hmm. moments ago. <laughs> see again, that's another. Patrick, uh, here is the pool just hanging out over the street. That's actually awesome. That, that is awesome. Until, I would not want to park under it, though. I wouldn't want to park under it. I don't think I, want to, I would want to go in it. I don't <laughs> no. really want to be on display like that. No. Um, and nor does anyone want me on display. Uh, here is a muffin hamster hybrid. That does look like a hamster. It's <laughs> kind of funny. I mean, you, you say, like, Somewhat BuzzFeed, funny. you can make fun of it, but you understand why it makes a trillion dollars. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like... You know, I get it. Mm -hmm. How about, uh, let's see, uh, this is for the dentist, a little the little mouth covers for the dentist. That would not make me feel any more Bugs uh, Bunny, comfortable. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, is that the Joker? Wow, that's really good. You can tell that by the mouth? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's really good, Pat. Thank you. You're really good with cartoon mouths. Yeah. Mm. Uh, here is uh, another, <laughs> I don't know what this is. What? It's a, is it a rock with teeth? Is that what that yeah, is? It does seem to be a rock. Sort of you zip, zipper. open the rock, and it has teeth. <laughs> That's, some sort of that is really yeah. interesting. Really creepy. Paper. Huh. Next up. Uh... Lighting rigs, center, left, and right, and they're in the wrong place. Yes. Well, but they're not in the wrong place. They're just... They're in the wrong place. The names of them are in the wrong place. So one might come down and pop you in the See? head. Uh, how about this Oreo? Uh, backwards. Yeah, it happens. Things like this occur. That does not make me uncomfortable. Looks uh, that does no. not detour the eating of an Oreo no. one bit. I'm not that big an Oreo fan, but I'd still eat it. <laughs> Last I'd picture from BuzzFeed it. is uh, somebody dipping a cookie in orange juice. That looks like uh, green juice. That doesn't is even... it green juice? Well, just on this monitor, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's... Yeah. On the other monitor, it looked orange. Okay. Well, that, uh, I don't know. How are you about was... fries and, and shakes? I don't do it. Like Glenn is big on that. He's big on yeah, uh, the, the, the fries frosty. and the frosty. Well, he was. And, when he and I actually uh, frowned upon it Yeah. Uh, until I did it. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, ah. Now you're a fan? Well, I mean, I'd, I prefer Heinz ketchup on my French fries. Yes. Yeah, me too. But if mm -hmm. the, you know, you low on ketchup. You what are you going to do? Frosty, yeah. yeah. You could just eat the fried one. It's a fried potato. <laughs> hey, look.